Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The information depicted in this podcast is purely for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional before making any changes to your lifestyle or routine. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Boost Your Biology podcast. My name is Lucas, and I'm the founder of Ergogenic Health. Together in this podcast series, we will go underground to explore cutting-edge health and human performance insights that you simply cannot search on Google to help you upgrade your existence. So without any further ado, let's jump into today's episode. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Boost Your Biology podcast. Today, I am joined in with a fellow nootropic enthusiast, Greg. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for inviting me. Awesome. So maybe, Greg, uh, let my listeners know a little bit about maybe your journey and, and you know, how you, how you became so fascinated into uh, the whole world of uh, nootropics. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Um, so, you know, when I was doing my master's degree, um, that was when I was, uh, yeah, you know, about 10 years ago, I was 23, 20 years old, quite early. I also, you know, at the same time, I, I was launching my first company, my first startup. Um, and it was, you know, lots of things to do, lots of pressure. I was really, you know, trying to stay, <laughs> to stay focused, to, to, to be able to, to, to do what I wanted to do or what, what I had to do. Um, and all of a sudden I just, you know, crashed because it was just too much of everything. And, um, as soon as this first crash happened, I was like, okay, you know, something is wrong. I'm doing something, something wrong and I have to, uh, you know, improve either, you know, I, I didn't know what, what was going on back then. I had no idea about, um, well, not, not much related to health, like how you can improve your health 
you know, with, with your own strategies, etc. But anyway, so then I started searching for for like shortcuts. That was my first uh, my first idea was to to find some kind of a magical pill, <laughs> you know, that would help me boost my brain performance and uh, uh, and help me during those hard times. Sadly, you know, nothing like that existed back then. <laughs> uh, I don't think something like that exists nowadays. Anyway, but uh, so when then yeah, you know, I started searching for like I came across um, you know biohacking for the first time. You know, her, I was like, you know, what is biohacking? That sounds super interesting. Uh, can I can I hack my body? Can I hack my mind? Can I hack my brain? And you know, one of the topics, uh, or you know, many people were talking about nootropics already. You know, about um, limitless pills, etc. And um, I thought, you know, that may be something that I need. You know, like. Uh, like strong supplements or pills, whatever. Maybe this is like the big secret of the most successful people around the world. And then I started experimenting with supplements, with nootropics, with other biohacks as well, obviously. So that was yeah, my early beginnings. Soon after, I, I started reviewing some of the supplements that I tried, some of the nootropics. And I think I was, I was one of the first ones uh, that blog about that. You know, I didn't have any readers uh, <laughs> back then, but... Um, because, you know, nootropics were still kind of a new thing. People didn't know what they are, et cetera. But yeah, today this is quite different and I'm, I'm happy about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's really interesting. And I, I would actually add to that. I think um, I still feel like a lot of people are so unsure of the term nootropics. And like, if you mention it, people are so sort of like repelled by it. And they just sort of think like, oh, what are these? Like, I, I better not go near these. Like, how do they work? What do they do? So maybe let's like discuss that with our listeners. Like, Let's first of all define, like, what is a nootropic? Well, you know, I'm really passionate about this topic. And when I hear people saying nootropics are, you know, smart drugs, I get, you know, slightly angry, I would say, because personally, I don't think nootropics and smart drugs are the same thing. Because, you know, I see, you know, smart drugs as, you know, modafinil and Adderall and Ritalin, other drugs that are by definition drugs. And, you know, you need a prescription for that, at least in most countries, can cause severe side effects. Whereas nootropics, the way I see them are more like, not necessarily natural, they can be synthetic compounds that provide uh, various cognitive enhancing benefits without any side effects if you, you know, obviously follow the recommendations and, you know, done the stupid things. So that's how I, you know, define tropics and that's the difference between smart drugs. And since most people are still saying, you know, nootropics are smart drugs and vice versa. Of course, many people say, you know what, I'm not going to take those drugs. You know, that's, those are illegal or, you know, dangerous or whatever. But, you know, I think by the definition that was defined when the first, you know, nootropic uh, was was made, I think the, the nootropics have to be side effects free. I mean, nothing is side effects free. If you overdose, <laughs> that's something else then. But, but at least by definition, there should be side effects free. So that's the main difference. And that's what I'm always trying to, to point out that, you know, they're not the same thing in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. And I also like to illustrate that it's like the risk to reward ratio when you're comparing, like, let's say the whole purpose of a nootropic is that you're taking it and it, over time, it's building up your baseline cognition, right? Like you're not using something like, you know, modafinil, um, Ritalin, Adderall, things that actually deplete your neurotransmitters and leave you feeling in a, or operating in a deficit like that just completely defeats the purpose. So that's where I was like, I agree. I mean, that can be um, highly advantageous, particularly for those looking to like, they're looking for a longer term solution to optimize their brain performance. 
Absolutely. The issue is that many people think like, you know, nootropics are kind of a short-term solution, like a shortcut, basically something that you take today and, you know, in, in 15 minutes you shine and, and then, you know, have this amazing brain power and memory and focus and whatnot. And some nootropics do provide some short-term effects there. There's no doubt about it. But it, like, like you mentioned, in general, they are made to be taken for a, a longer period. And, and that's the whole idea. You see, for example, with, with Bacopa monieri, right? That's one of the nootropics. I think the studies show that, you know, it becomes effective for memory enhancement after, I think, six to eight weeks of, of supplementation. So for the first six weeks, you basically have no benefits in terms of memory. But then studies show something is going on, something happens. So yeah, like you said, they're more like a long-term solution and still more supplements than drugs, I would say. Yeah. And I definitely look at them as like very complementary to the whole biohacking philosophy, right? Like, I mean, both you and I understand that nutrition, you know, exercise, light exposure, all of these are critical and you need to get these right first. And then, you know, you're adding in nootropics on the top is sort of like the icing on the cake, giving you that maybe like 10 to 15% boost in cognition so let's sort of dive into like the whole world of like formulating stacks and things like that so maybe maybe let's start out with like some of the biggest mistakes you see people making when they want to get into the whole world of nootropics yeah so first of all people don't understand what nootropics are so i think that that's the biggest mistake they should really figure out like or you know try to understand what they are and what they are and now we explain this i think pretty pretty well so <laughs> so this is fixed then the second problem that i see is that people have the wrong kind of expectations you know they expect something magical will happen and then they take a couple of pills or you know capsules and they're like waiting for the effects and then they write to me like hey greg you know nothing happened i took like four capsules of the supplement and i'm like yep yeah, for how long have you been taking those capsules? And like, yeah, I took it yesterday for the first time. I was like, no, man, that's not, you know, how they generally work. So they have those wrong expectations. And, you know, this is something, again, I think we explained pretty well why this is not a good, good idea. And then the third thing is that I think people should really define what they are trying to achieve with nootropics first before they start searching and purchasing and testing anything. Because once they know, like, you know, what's, what issues are they struggling, they have or they're struggling with, then it's much easier to, um, you know, find the right stack. Whereas I see that, I don't know if you have the same experience, but I see that quite often that people reach out and, and they list all those problems, you know, that like, you know, everything basically related to cognitive performance. And they're like, okay, give me, tell me what's the best pill out there. And I'm like, you know, it, it really depends. You know, there are so many factors that we need to look at. And like you said, you know, many students reach out to me. Obviously, they're, you know, trying to enhance their performance as well, especially before and during the exams. And, you know, I'm really struggling to help them because, you know, I don't have any, anything against students, <laughs> but I'm just saying generally they, they don't, don't want to improve their lifestyle, you know, during, let's say, the, uh, the exam period, but they just search for the shortcut for this additional boost, right? So it's really hard to help such people in such cases. I mean, you can give them some tropics, obviously, but still, it's not the way to go. I think like people should first look at their lifestyle, like what they're doing wrong, what can be improved, and then add nootropics to the top of that. However, there's one thing that I'm seeing, one idea that I got recently when we talked about this with my team, is we could do it the other way around. Because you can buy nootropics, they're very affordable, at least the simple stacks, and they're very easy to take. You know, you take one, two, three capsules, you know, you basically get what you need. For most people, it's a good starting point. And then, um, you know, maybe this is kind of a, like an entry point to, let's say, biohacking or, you know, self-improvement or however we call it, um, because it's the easier one. And then once people see, okay, if I take those capsules, 
I'm starting to get some benefits and maybe feeling a bit better, I'm a bit more focused, I have a bit more energy, whatever it is. And then you tell them, okay, so now on top of that, maybe we can check your diet or, you know, we can optimize your sleep or, you know, use the proper light, hex, whatever, to boost your performance, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe that's one way to go about it, you know, to give yeah. them, to people the simple solution first and then add on because the other way around it, yeah. For, for most people, it's kind of a, I guess it's a bit too hard to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, no, it totally makes sense. I mean, people, a lot of time, a lot of the time, people are looking for that sort of quick fix, that immediate response. And so it's sort of facilitating that. It's pushing them, it's already building momentum. So once they, like, let's say, for example, they experience a benefit straight away within the first couple of days, then it actually makes behavioral change easier, right? Because mm-hmm. they're building momentum, they're seeing benefit, they're seeing results. And then, now they start, you know, optimizing their sleep and nutrition and exercise and things like that. So that's really, really interesting. And also when you mentioned um, students actually using nootropics, like when I was studying for like VCEs, like um, high school to achieve a very high ATAR score, I mean, I was using a range of nootropics. And I remember like talking to my friends about like some of the ingredients and a lot of them were like, oh, they have no effect, like they don't work or anything. But like, I mean, when it came to like exam day, and like the ability to like recall like definitions for certain business words. I used to be able to do it like a robot. Like I was like, I could just reel it out. Just, it was pretty funny back in the, back in the day. Yeah. I, I mean, when you mentioned it, uh, uh, some of my friends were taking um, um, Ginkgo. That was the funny thing is where I live in Europe is, um, you know, certain tropics are kind of forbidden or they're like, you know, you need a prescription for them in, in my country at least. So it's, it's kind of hard to get them. Uh, but, um, you know, so, so Ginkgo was one of those. So you, you actually still need a prescription for Ginkgo. Yeah. Which is weird. It, like, I mean, it can be a very short, like if it's a super small dose, it's like, I don't know, 50 milligrams, then you can just buy it. But if it's about that, then generally it needs to be about that dosage to have any effect. You need a prescription, but so everyone was buying like those ginkgo pills <laughs> i remember i don't know if they helped them but yeah <laughs> so yeah something that we're both like really passionate about is the whole personalization of nootropics and you know since we've had a lot of experience ourselves like formulating various stacks let's dive into that whole world of like personalization where do you see it heading and why is it so important to like work with someone like yourself for these like customized nootropic stacks? Well, definitely something is happening here in terms of personalization. Um, a couple of years ago, you know, you mainly had those, a couple of high quality pre-made stacks on the market and then tons of, you know, pre world quality and tropic supplements. And that was it. But now we have more and more brands developing personalized solutions, which I think is the way to go. Obviously, you know, we are also different, but more importantly, you know, we have different issues, like different cognitive issues uh, and there are different reasons for those issues that's the whole thing and and just expecting that one pre-made stack will be good for everyone or for most people even that is like uh, very unlikely you know i i just had this story i was talking to one guy who was like he did some like um online tests and stuff and and then he figured out like he needs like a dopamine boost basically he's like low in, in dopamine or whatever and i was like yeah you cannot really measure that and it's really hard to say that that's true or not but okay try like some dopamine precursors you know like altarazine and so on see what happens if you're feeling better or not but in, in this case he felt worse actually and he was like you know it's not dopamine something else i was like yeah okay it could be something else so just you know 
reading online and trying to figure out what's wrong with you. Well, wrong, it's not really wrong, but like why you have some issues. It's generally not enough. You know, you need to dive a bit deeper and, and try to understand what's the cause of that. And what we're trying to do, we developed, for example, one pretty um, advanced brain assessment, which has been validated now which checks the activity of various brain regions. Of course, having a, you know, SPECT um, scans is, is, is a better way to go about it or some art technology. But, but this is like, you know, as close as we can get with an assessment that is, you know, it takes a couple of minutes to take it and then there's an algorithm in the back end and so on. And for example, this already gives us much more detailed and accurate data about what's going on or what seems to be going on in brain, you know, of people who go through the assessment. And this also helps us then, you know, um, define the right or give the right stack to the right people, you know. It gives us a very good, like, starting point where we know, like, okay, this is, th those regions uh, seem to be working fine, but here we, s there seems to be something wrong or, you know, we're seeing some patterns there. Then it's easier, you know, to give people a stack and then if they don't get the right benefits, you know, it's quite easy to figure out like, okay, if this is not working for you, maybe this other option will work, you know, usually have one or two options available and, and then you try it out. So it's way more accurate than just, you know, giving, giving random stuff uh, to, yeah. to people. Yeah, totally. And that's, um, that's something that I was pondering myself was like, well, we don't have the technology to truly assess someone's exact neurotransmitters in a specific no. part of the brain. So no, like, no. what's the next best thing is to develop like a questionnaire survey that they can fill out. We can understand their, like a, a good understanding on their basic personality type and also some of their like general patterns of thinking. And then you can basically understand deficits, you know, certain deficits in, in certain regions. And this is something that I want to like, I want to dispel this for people out there. Like if you feel like, if you feel like you're lagging in one area of your cognition, like take action, do something about it. Like the thing is these nootropics are there for a reason. A lot of the time, if you adhere to the recommended dosage, um, they're safe and you know, that you can, you can integrate them long-term. So like, I think even with myself, Greg, like, I mean, I remember at one stage in my life, like I was a bit, awkward socially, like, you know, interacting with others at parties and things like that. I didn't really come across as like very confident. Um, but then obviously there's certain nootropics that can help to dampen, you know, the social anxiety. So um, yeah, it's a really, it's a really interesting space. And I'm, I'm excited that, you know, both, you know, you and I like, like exploring this together. What about as far as like, we've looked at some of the, you know, biggest mistakes that people make, what about some other ways in which we can boost brain power just overall in general? Yeah, I mean, obviously, nootropics are on my, my number. Well, they're not my number one like on my list, but they are like super crucial, I think. For the long-term performance, I think that they're crucial. But not just nootropics, just also some general supplements like, you know, vitamin D3 plus K2, B, B complex and uh, omega freeze and so on. Um, I think they're crucial. But apart from that, um, I mean, I, I don't know if you can see it, but I'm using a super bright light here. Um, I had before another one turned on, uh, but I, for the sake of, of, of at least. I thought, that, I thought that was the, I actually thought that was the sun. It's so bright. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know. So I, I do use a, uh, the, um, um, a light, well, therapy lamp, you know, for the, uh, yeah. you know, depression, uh, disorders. What's the intensity of the light on that? I think it's about 10,000, uh, lux. Wow. Okay. So it's like. Yeah, sun in the morning, you know, after, uh, you know, sunrise, uh, it's something like that. But if you have it close to your face, it's super bright. Wow. Uh, it doesn't bother me uh, if it's on the side, 
But yeah, so for example, using light therapy, it's it's like, <laughs> or light therapy is one one. Just the heads, up, heads up, guys! It won't it won't give you a tan, will it? <laughs> no, no, sadly no. <laughs> sadly no. It doesn't work that way. But that's great. I mean, I can I can tell you, even you know, people who, who know me well, they they know if if I didn't have like morning sunlight exposure, or if I didn't use this light, you know, I I'm not on on the same level as I'm with the light because it you know activates certain cells in your eyes like myelopsin ganglion cells, and and then it just wakes your your body, uh, your nervous system increase cortisol and so on. And that is actually the one that works, like you can feel the effects right away. So you're exposing yourself, especially your eyes to bright light early, early in the morning after you wake up. It's something that I definitely recommend. And then talking about light, I would say avoiding bright light in the afternoon. <laughs> it's, it's equally important for a good night's sleep. And then consequently, you know, you have more energy in the morning and then you have, you're in this positive circle of, of energy and brain power. So, <laughs> so that's great. Um, and then you have those like more like general strategies, like meditation is awesome. Breathing exercises, all kind. I mean, I'm, I've been trying now Wim Hof for, for quite some time. It works really well. It does give you this high, you know, and then if I'm like feeling slightly tired in the afternoon, usually it happens then, you know, I do one or two rounds of breathing exercises or at a short power nap and, you know, then I'm back in the game, you know, it's, 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 yeah. it, you don't need coffee. You don't need anything else. You, you know, just work with the technology you have in your body, basically. <laughs> and and that's it. Awesome. Yeah, actually, I'm glad you brought up coffee because, um, yeah, I mean, there's many nootropics that can synergize really well with caffeine. There's other nootropics that maybe don't complement neutro- uh, ca- coffee that well. Curious to hear your thoughts. Like, what's your stance on coffee in general? That's a hard one because it does change or it, it changes quite often. <laughs> so I think it depends from person to person. So for me, coffee doesn't work well. You know, it makes me anxious. Even if I drink just once per week, it's going to make me anxious. Not right away. So I'll get this strong boost. It's really strong for me. Um, I'll get this boost for about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Then for a while, I'll be like normal, like fine. And then I'll get anxious a couple of hours after that. And I get nervous and stressed. And, you know, and if I do this, you know, maybe like two weeks in a row, I'm going to crash for sure. Yeah. That's how it works for me. So for me, it just doesn't work. What does a crash for you, like a, a typical crash for you, like what does that feel like? Basically, so it's like building up from day to day. Like I'm feeling more and more nervous. So my sleep is getting worse. And then, you know, one day I wake up in the morning, I have like no motivation, no energy. So it's really hard to stand up. And then, then I like, okay, something is wrong. And then, you know, I'm kind of cold. I'm like, you know, not really feeling myself. And then yeah, either I get sick or whatever, but I know like a day or two before it's going to happen. If I don't slow down, I can anticipate it happening, you know? Um, so um, usually just coffee alone that can trigger that because with the energy that I get, then I tend to work really, really hard, you know, and that's, that's a challenge. I don't know if it's coffee per se that it is causing that, or it's, you know, coffee plus the work that I do after that. But when I work out, for example, I do lots of mountain biking nowadays. And if I drink coffee before mountain biking, that's fine because, you know, I'm the fastest guy on the top of the mountain. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing then. Um, so yeah, in terms of coffee, I would say that if you need a cup of coffee in the morning, yeah. you are not doing something right. Yeah. I have nothing against drinking coffee. Coffee has many benefits. It has potent antioxidants. It's, it's like, you know, 
many studies show it, it may help with, with longevity one way or another, but if you need a cup of coffee to wake up, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah. No, it's pretty ironic that we both share the exact same, <laughs> the exact same response to caffeine. Then really? Yeah. I'm the same as you. I mean, if I, I only save coffee like for like a five kilometer run, like a t- time trial, or if I'm trying to break a personal best, like for me, yeah, caffeine is re. I'm really sensitive to caffeine, okay. um, and I like being sensitive. I actually like being sensitive because then, when it comes to like you know becoming superhuman, then I just you know leverage uh, coffee, or for example, I have like a really strict deadline. For example, then I might use coffee, but it's very rarely. But it's interesting you brought up that point around like productivity, and that's like. I would say that would be like perhaps one of the most beneficial effects that I've gained through nootropics is the ability to just get so much work done. Mm -hmm. So let's sort of dive into like the whole productivity element, like just for yourself, for example, Greg, like are you as productive as you were today, as you were like maybe five, 10 years ago? Like how would you describe how nootropics have impacted productivity? I think I'm as productive as I was, maybe even more. But I'm also slightly smarter when it comes to work. So I, I you know, I, I, I know how to organize myself to do more in a, in a short time. So that's also something that, that I've learned. And it's not only because of nootropics and, and other things. So I definitely see the impact that nootropics have on productivity, on focus. It's... Um, I take nootropics as part of my morning routine, basically. Um, so I have a special morning routine that I set up. Um, I'm always experimenting with something new, but the general idea is kind of like the same. I, I wake up, I go outside for a short walk. If it's sunny for a couple of minutes, if it's, you know, like raining like today, then I stay out a bit longer or I use this, this light device here that I have. And then there are other things that I do in the morning, like meditation and so on. And then just before I start working, I kind of write down a couple of tasks like two to three tasks I want to work on today. And then I do take some nootropics usually with that. And Is that all fasted as well, by the way? No. So if I have like a really stressful week, for example, and it happens, then I eat the breakfast because it helps me kind of control my blood sugars better. And uh, I just feel like calmer after that. And if I have like a, like a normal week, kind of then I, I do fast like a couple of times per week, usually during the weekend, then I eat something during the weekend. Because I'm a bit spoiled, so, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I generally take nootropics with food or with some fats. I just feel better. You know, if I take them on empty stomach, sometimes I feel sick. It depends what I'm taking, you know, because yeah. the thing is with me, I don't know how it's with you, I guess. It's kind of similar, but I do test lots of stacks. I mean, yeah. companies have been sending me stacks for like ages now. <laughs> and I have like, a, you know, a, you maybe see them on the screen a bit, but I have like a whole table of stuff I have to try. So I'm always trying something new. And, um, you know, if, if I'm doing a review of a, of a, of a nootropic stack, then uh, I have to try it. I always do try what I get. So that's why I, you know, uh, sometimes I either I experience like strong headaches or, you know, stomach pain or uh, I feel nauseous, whatever it is. So I, I prefer to take nootropics with food to yeah. kind of minimize those, those side effects. It's funny. Um, I, I'd imagine, I mean, like if you looked at my pantry, my pantry at one point, it was being over, like just overtaken by just supplements and, and ingredients. <laughs> There was no food left in the house, Greg. It was just full can of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Like the, the funny thing is when, you know, most of the tropic companies are based in the US that are sending me their supplements. And, you know, every week I get a call from the customs office, like, hey, Greg, you know, what did you order today? I'm like, I have no idea, honestly, guys. <laughs> like, I have no idea what's in. 
I hope there are only like vitamins. So just please ship me the product, you know, <laughs> that's it. So yeah, that, but that's part of the game. I think um, someone has to do that and uh, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. What about like just your own personal experimentations? Like I'm curious to know, have there been like maybe one or two or maybe three specific nootropics that like fit really well for your brain chemistry or that you just really respond well to? Yeah, there are many, I think. So something that I like to take on a daily basis, besides the the obvious uh, the other supplement that I mentioned before, um, I take some choline. Usually alpha GPC is illegal in Europe, so uh, it's the choline that I take. Yeah, alpha, alpha GPC. GPC is illegal in Europe. Oh, yeah. Wow. So I mean, I, I still usually get it, like you know, but <laughs> but it's yeah, it's well, it, like the ways a lot. I'm just trying to figure out like where's the logic. So like, let's ban a supplement that protects the brain. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, there is usually no logic when it comes to those things, right? I mean. There, there must be some interest. I mean, uh, the thing is, uh, it's like in the, uh, you know, we have like there's FDA in the in the US and then in Europe there's like EFSA, uh, which is like um, uh, food um, safety authority, European Food Safety Authority, something like that, um, and they're responsible for you know what's legal in the whole European Union. But yeah. then you have like you have uh, each country has its own rules, um, so they can overrule that if they want to. Um, and the thing is. It, there's a segment called, I think, novel foods, uh, basically, and then all those compounds like alpha GPC and 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 like um, many like new 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 compounds that that are like synthetic compounds that are made um, fall into this category uh, until they're proven safe or you know, until there's some studies done, etc. So there's nothing we can do about it at the moment. But yeah, so some choline I take I take choline daily. Also, I take phosphatidylserine, which seems to be working really well for me. Then I take a little bit of L-tyrosine and L-theanine as the combo that works fine. L-theanine works really well for me. So it's great uh, with, with those compounds together. Um, what else do I take? Oh, and then of course, then I take a whole bunch of uh, adaptogens. So I love Bacopa, uh, Moneri. I love Rodeo, Larosea. I take those in the morning usually. They seem to work fine. Some people experience like, you know, with Bacopa, maybe they feel a bit too calm. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and then kind of... Lack of motivation. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. So if that's the case, then, you know, you can take it in the afternoon. But for me, that works fine. I take it in the morning. And then I take some ashwagandha in the afternoon, especially I do like with ashwagandha specifically because for me, it's like, it's a really strong nootropic for me. I can really feel when I take it and when I don't take it. I take it for a few weeks and then I, you know, I do the dose cycles. Like I take it for a few weeks, then I stop it, and then I kind of repeat the cycle when I need it, and then that works fine. I do experiment with mushrooms, with the legal ones, of course, <laughs> uh, like lance mane, reishi. I don't get any short-term benefits, effects. Well, at least I don't feel them. But for the long-term performance, I think that they're amazing, and the studies that I've seen are really good, and yeah, they seem to work fine. Yeah. And then there are like, you know, lots of like other nootropic that I take nowadays, like Hooperzin, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. for example, su- such compounds. There, there are many, like I have a whole, whole bunch of them. Uridan monophosphate. And did, so you ever on, get so. the, um, did you ever get Hooperzin A in a powder form by any chance? Already encapsulated. It was encapsulated. I yeah, because this is like, let's, yeah. give, let's give our listeners a big, big warning. Like with Hooperzin A, that ingredient is perhaps the most commonly overdosed accidental because it's yeah, like yeah. it's micrograms, not milligrams. Exactly. So like, 
Um, because you only need like it's between like a hundred micrograms. Exactly. Yeah, I've heard so many horror stories about people like accidentally having one milligram or two milligrams of hoopazine. Yeah. And it's a disaster. It is. And it, like it has a pretty like short life. Uh, Half life. Uh, Half life, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then people take it daily, like, you know, for a couple of you know days and they're like, you know, fuck that doesn't. So yeah, they, they shouldn't do that. Um, but it's a prepotent and tropic, so yeah, that, that's for sure. <laughs> so, do you, I mean, like it can obviously assist with the um, lucid dreaming as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Uh, I actually had a website once that was called Lucid Dreaming. Really? Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was talking about it a bit, but then I, yeah, you know, that was just like a side hustle, and then I, um, yeah, I, I didn't. Um, so, so anyway, yeah, so. That's what I take on a daily basis, more or less. And then I, I do lots of, I'm just looking here up because I have some supplements here. I'm, I'm going to try and have Hoopers in A and it's in the capsule form. I just got it from one brand. So, and then, you know, I experiment with our compounds that I can, I can get through the border. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I'm always like, I've always got new ingredients coming or like I'm just diving into like experimenting. The ones that I actually haven't tried, have you ever used C-Lac, uh, Selenc or C-Max? You know, the Russian. Not really. No, no, no. Yeah. But, yeah, no, but yeah, no, no, I haven't. There are many nootropics that, um, for example, they're like either under-researched or, you know, kind of in the gray area of, you know, are they legal or, or not? Like, I mean, also the rest attempts, I mean, you know, like they're illegal, obviously. I did get Nupept once, for example, I experimented with it. What was your um, response like with Nupept? To be honest, nothing happened actually. So I took it. I don't remember the dosage I, I tried, but and I, which vend was it? A legitimate vendor, though, or it was? Yes, it was. It was. But you know, it just didn't have any effect. Like also, like with some racetams. Like I mean, what was the last one I tried? Was it the phenyl phenylpyrazetam, oxy, colu? I think it was. I was phenylpyrazetam, which is pretty oh, potent. I think. Yeah. Um, really potent. Like really potent. It, exactly. Exactly. But for them, when, when I took it on its own, like, I don't know, like... Because okay. you're already optimized, Greg. You're too- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's the thing. But when I combined with some other compounds, then uh, it, had a, it had a better effect. But, but that, that's the thing, like, yeah, if, if you try it, if you try some racetams and you don't feel anything, then, you know, you, you're fine, you're good, you know, <laughs> you should be happy. <laughs> Pretty funny. There's not, not much more to be, to be optimized. What about the importance of appropriate cycling strategies? Do you want to sort of explain that? Of course. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously for for the different nootropics, you have different cycling periods that are recommended. I mean, my team does lots of research on that. What's the right way to go about it? But in general, what I do with with the nootropics that I take on a daily basis, they are safe to be taken for long periods. Um, basically, every one of them. But I still like cycle them. I take them for five days usually and then stay two days off just for the basic safety measures or, you know, as a precaution. But then you have like various nootropics like Hooperzin that we mentioned before, which generally needs to be cycled every second or third day. 
um, if you don't want to build up in your system and then cause problems, you know, then you have to really follow this. You know, you have to cycle it. If it needs to be cycled, you need to do it. You're not going to benefit. You're going to suffer from, you know, yeah. various side effects if you don't do that. So it's very simple. And then again, for example, with adaptogens, I work with a doctor of biochemistry who's Indian, a great expert, and he's doing some research for us as well. And for example, um, you know, they recommend, for example, when it comes to adaptogens, you know, you, you do the a bit longer cycle. So you take uh, adaptogens for, for a bit longer, like one to, to three months generally. And then you stay like off for a month or so, and then we repeat the cycle. That's what, like in the traditional Ayurvedic medicine, that's what they recommend. Generally, it depends from a case to case. So you don't need to take all those compounds, you know, every single day. And if you don't take them, for example, on a particular day, it doesn't mean you're going to, you know, your performance will suffer. <laughs> that's like one of the most common questions. Like, hey, you know, if I take this, this supplement for like one month and then I you know, skip it for one day, What's going to happen? Like, you know, nothing's going to happen. That, you know, that, it, that should be that way. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't like. Having said that though, like with caffeine, for example, if you did take caffeine for a month yeah. and then stop, you will yeah. feel, you definitely will feel it. Oh yeah, that, that's something else. Of course, yeah, you're going to have the, the usual headache and maybe brain fog or whatever is going to happen. But yeah, with stimulants, it's a whole other story, yeah, but good that you pointed that. Yeah. yeah. So if you <laughs> take caffeine daily for a long period, like some biohackers <laughs> recommend, then you shouldn't just cut it off. You know, you should kind of slowly decrease the dosage. And what about, what about as far as like side effects are concerned? I mean, obviously side effects can be beneficial to help us identify like baseline neurotransmitters, for example, like some people are highly sensitive to choline, right? Like CDP yeah, choline, yeah. alpha DPT. Like side effects are useful because they tell us more about our biochemistry, right? True that. And especially that's why it's kind of a good when you're starting taking tropics to kind of start with like simple stacks, yeah. not to buy the most advanced pre-made stacks on the market. If you're really willing to do some experimentation and try to figure out what works for you, because if you, for example, if you just take choline and then you don't feel well after you take it, you know, that doesn't work for you. You don't need it. We can know from your lifestyle, if you eat lots of meats and eggs and so on, you probably don't eat choline or eat yeah. yeah, most likely don't need it. If you're on a more plant-based diet as I am, for example, I do tend to benefit from choline. But if you buy this advanced supplement stack, I mean, it's nothing wrong about that if it's a high quality one. It's just going to be harder for you to figure out like what works and what doesn't work. And you have like, you know, have those advanced stacks with 20, 30 compounds and then it's impossible to know, you know, which compound works well for you and, and which doesn't. And you have like all those different precursors in basically all those compounds that work as precursors of various neurotransmitters mixed together it can work if your performance is really low and you're struggling in all areas, kind of. But if you're already on a on a moderate performance level and you're trying to find unit, then it's better to go with simple stacks, find out what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Try to understand like why you know this compound is causing certain issues, and then go from there. For example, I was just recently testing one really potent stack. It was like extremely potent for me. But after like an hour, I had like a really strong headache and I felt here in the, in the frontal lobe, like in the, in this area for brain. And I was like, you know, what is this? You know, what's happening here? That was like really strong pain. And for a while I thought like, is this a placebo? No, no, no. It's actually a really strong pain. So I talked to my team, like, what could it be? Is it caffeine? But it didn't feel like caffeine. I was nervous, but not like in a typical way. And the thing was, I knew the ingredients that were in the stack, but I didn't know the dosages which was the problem. But I agree with the brand. I'm going to try the product anyway. 
And then we figure out it's probably Altarazine causing that. What do you mean? Um, what do you mean you didn't know the dosages? They weren't disclosed on the label. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So so yeah, exactly. So it's um I, I don't want to uh, expose the brand name because yeah. you know it, I think I think it wouldn't be fair. But you know there are brands that have those proprietary brands, yeah, which is something I guess you you hate as well as I do. <laughs> I know, like kind of I'm asking the dosages by this uh, idea that you know you know they have this amazing formulation that you know no one else has, and you know and that's just just stupid. I mean, it maybe it worked like five years ago, but nowadays I think people like oh. if you see a. If you see a supplement that has proprietary brand, just, you know, skip it, you know. Well, it's like they're, they're trying to protect, I mean, I can understand where they come from, but like from a consumer perspective, I think it's really important for us to know like exactly the dosage for each ingredient, particularly like, for example, the B vitamins. Like if they're oh, not yeah. listing the B vitamin dosages and you're already taking a B complex... Exactly. You know what I mean, like there's going to be a clash there. Exactly, exactly. Also with caffeine, I mean, they usually increase the dosage of caffeine uh, yeah, quite often, yeah. especially like the more like low quality brands. And this is a big issue as well. Caffeine is uh, a very cheap ingredient as well, right? Like It is. It, it's like super cheap. Exactly. And actually, it gives you the effects and, you know, it's kind of, a, for, for them, it's a, it's, 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 it's a good, good. I mean, they think it's a good idea. I, I don't think it's good for users. Well, that's something I'd love to... I'd love to hypothesize, like, what is the cheapest, if we do gram for gram, like cheapest new yep. ingredient, what would you say is like the cheapest ingredient? <clears throat> Not a B vitamin though. You can't, can't select a B vitamin. No, shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So definitely um, it, it may be one of the amino acids, uh, it, amino acids that, that are like, or, or maybe even like caffeine, um, it's probably affordable, uh, but I guess I would say one of the amino acids. So anything that is like branded, like, you know, all the brand compounds are extremely expensive. Yeah. Choline is pretty expensive. Plus, are extremely expensive. Like those compounds are really, adaptogens are, uh, yeah, adaptogens are, some adaptogens are really affordable as well. It kind of depends. Again, if they're branded, they're really expensive, but if they're not, I think, I'm not sure. Is, is it ginkgo that is pretty pretty affordable? Ginkgo is pretty cheap. I'd yeah. say like L-theanine is also L-theanine, yeah. pretty cheap as well. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I would. I would. I have a, have a list actually of formulators that I work with uh, from all, all the all the prices. I, I would have to check it out. But yeah, but B vitamins are also there yeah. on the list, of course. What would you say, Greg? Like, as as far as like for people looking to get into nootropics. Maybe like mention one critical point that people need to be aware of, I guess, like maybe a critical lesson that you've learned yourself over the years. Like, what would that be? If it was only one thing or one lesson. I mean, I mean, we mentioned this before, but so nootropics, they're not a shortcut to peak performance, but are kind of a tools that help you enhance your cognition in the long run. So if you see them as a tool that you can use, if you use it in the right way, it's going to help you in the long run. I think you're going to benefit the most, most out of the tropes. But if you see them as this partly illegal, you know, kind of a gray area thing, you know, where you, you, you take something that, that you may should not, you know, that can cause side effects or maybe not, then, then yeah, you're not going to get that, not the benefits nor, nor, uh, yeah. Um, you, you should see it as a tool for, for long-term yeah. cognition. And maybe since we talk about this, I would just add on this that, um, yeah, you need to experiment a bit. Sadly, there is, at the moment, there is no real 
I think assessment yet on the market that would like very accurately tell you, like we cannot measure the levels of neurotransmitters, as we know, we can check what's happening for us brain regions, but this only tells us a little bit, not everything, not the whole story. So you need to experiment a bit before you find out what works for you. And when you find it out, you know, stick to it. Like you don't have to go into this loop of constant experimentation, you know, because there are like, I have a list of I think 85 compounds that I see as entropics. But for example, I said the doctor of, of biochemistry that we work with, he has a list of 3,000 compounds yeah. in the traditional Ayurvedic and Chinese medicine that, that he sees as nootropics. And, you know, yeah. if you start this, if you go into this constant experimentation phase, I mean, you, you know, they're going to have a big problem. <laughs> you won't have enough, there won't be enough days left to live. Like you're just going to be running out of days. Exactly. Uh, I've actually got like a list myself. It's got over like 2,200 ingredients. And I've also like personally, I've experimented with over like 180 different nootropics. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. I was more around 100, I would say. Um, but uh, yeah. We should hand out some specific trophies for those who, can, <laughs> who experiment the most. We <laughs> should actually. You're a guinea pig. Good job. You're yeah. A <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah that's... maybe maybe do you want to let my listeners know if they want to connect with you they want to like get a custom stack things like that where can they find you and let them know your social media platform yeah they could just go on your inception our website uh yourinception.com our youtube is growing quite quickly so again your inception check it out i'd be happy if you follow us and um if any questions you know now you know where, where to find me awesome. and, and my team Awesome. So I'll make sure to leave those linked in the show notes, but uh, otherwise, Greg, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. It was fun. I hope, uh, you know, your listeners are going to learn something new um, or at least, you know, uh, understand like, you know, what they need to do. So, so they get the most out of nootropics. Awesome. Alrighty. Sounds good. Thank you everyone for joining in to today's episode. For in-depth show notes and lessons learned, visit nofilter.media forward slash boost your biology. This has been a No Filter Media production. Say what you want. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.